Hello, and welcome to the podcast program, In Community and Company, a program presenting inspiring conversations about how communities galvanize. I'm your host, Eric Spokes. This podcast is produced by the Community Engagement Program at Point Park University. Today, we discuss how trails can galvanize communities. Trails can be a tool for ecology and conservation. Trails help preserve important natural landscapes, provide needed links between fragmented habitats and offer tremendous opportunities for protecting plant and animal species. But the intricacies of trail making is a tremendous feat based community cooperation and collaboration among many constituents. Here to discuss how trails galvanize community, Courtney Manich Vida, Director of Trail Development uh, Friends of the Riverfront, and Kim Harris, Recreation Specialist, the Oil Regional Alliance. They're working on an ambitious endeavor to create a trail from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Erie, PA. Once complete, the trail will be 270 miles long. Courtney and Kim, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. So, Kim, let's start with you. Um, you know, what inspired you to create this massive trail, this massive endeavor? Well, um, Back in around 2005, the Rails to Trails Conservancy was contacted by um, Jim Holden, who was here from Venango County, where I'm located. Um, and they did, he wondered, was it possible to connect Erie to Pittsburgh via multi-purpose trail? Um, so they did, uh, Rails to Trails Conservancy did do a sojourn to see, was that possible? And they were able to map out um, a route or routes, um, depending on which, uh, what property would become available to uh, make the Erie to Pittsburgh Trail connection. And in doing that, it was to connect communities. Courtney, how did Friends of the Riverfront get involved? Uh, so Friends of the Riverfront is a nonprofit based out of Allegheny County in Pittsburgh. Um, and our role is we develop and steward the Three Rivers Heritage Trail and Three Rivers Water Trail in Allegheny County. Uh, so how uh, Friends of the Riverfront got involved is we are the southern terminus. We are the trail that will connect through the Allegheny Valley on the North Shore uh, to connect the area to Pittsburgh from the uh, four corners up in Freeport, PA, which is where Butler, Armstrong, Westmoreland, Allegheny connect, um, all the way down to the point at Point State Park. Uh, that corridor will be the final 26 to 27 miles of the trail system. That's really remarkable. So you're the you're the you're the glue in the Pittsburgh region, really. Yes, we are. Um, so you know the premise of this podcast is to galvanize communities, shock or excite a community into action. Um, Courtney, how can how can trails galvanize communities? Mm -hmm. So with a lot of the communities we work in, some of them are in transitional phases. Some, especially in Allegheny County, are kind of going from maybe very industrial back down and you know transitioning to something new. So trails has become kind of this new growing force. It's not only seen as an economic driver, it brings small businesses into communities like ice cream shops, breweries, and bike shops, but it's also a new way of connecting to your neighbors. Um, so a lot of communities are using these trails as uh, transportation networks to get uh, between and amongst each other. And now they're also, especially in the height of pan the pandemic, seen as a great way to promote health and wellness in our communities. So when a lot of people couldn't go anywhere, where were they going? Outside. Uh, so communities now are seeing this as a positive uh, aspect that they can add to help attract new residents to their communities, but also promote 
the health of their residents and giving them that opportunity, that green space to get out and enjoy nature. Kim, are you seeing those similar themes in the Northwestern Pennsylvania? We are, we're up here um, definitely in the rural um, community um, as opposed to, to where Courtney's located. And um, we're, we're seeing people actually relocate to our area because we do have a very well intact section of the Erie to Pittsburgh Trail here in Venango um, County and up into Crawford County some. Um, and so we're seeing that and we are seeing a, um, a lot of the same people are going out and they're using these, but um, we are seeing a few issues that we need to work on, I, I, same as Courtney. Um, our trailheads um, or places where people access the trails are becoming very um, packed with cars and people. So we're looking at ways now to kind of accommodate them. Um, we don't see the usage dropping. Um, it was like people rediscovered that outdoors area in their own backyard. Um, there were things that they found and they were surprised that these were right here where they have lived for 30, 40 years, so. Are you seeing trails use beyond recreation? Do you see a trend in that? I mean, I guess, um, you know, Kitten mentioned this in terms of economic development but, uh, and, and in terms of COVID, but is it strictly a recreation health and wellness experience or are there other uses of trails? Um, in, in the rural Pennsylvania, it's mainly recreation and for health benefits. But we are seeing some of our closer communities, the trail being used to commute to work, to and from work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but we're not, also, not as much as you would see in the urban area. Yeah, we're seeing that greatly here. I mean, down in Allegheny County with the Three Rivers Heritage Trail System, as it, right now the core uh, uh, section of miles is around the city. Um, and so it's, it's an integral part of the transportation system. Um, so people are using it heavily to get from one point to another. Um, and then some people just use it to get to other uh, destinations and experiences along the trail as well. I spoke to folks who run a recreation authority in trails in central Pennsylvania. They said that land management, securing the lands to connect trails is a challenge. Are you having those similar challenges? What additional challenges are you having, uh, Kim? Um, well, we, we are, um, we have a section here in Venango County that's been a gap for since 20 or 1998. Um, and, and it's because there's a property owner and it's his property. Um, so we are having some, but we also have a lot of that land that is acquired. And what we're seeing is some of the smaller trail groups don't have the capacity to, find the funding and then construct the trails. So um, the Oil Region Alliance, we're reaching out and trying to help um, these entities, even though they may be outside our drawn boundaries, um, we do reach out and try to help that. Um, the Oil Region Alliance is a huge proponent of completing the Erie to Pittsburgh Trail. The ones that um, aren't, the private property owners that don't want the trail on their property or willing to work I think what we're finding is a lot of them um, don't understand the trail users, um, who they typically are and what they're wanting to do. Um, so education and community outreach and public meetings has been 
a very, very good positive tool here um, within the last two years that we've used. We're willing to go out and talk to any group um, that is interested in learning more about the trails and what they mean to their community and what they mean to their neighbors. That's actually interesting, the public meetings. Courtney, I, I assume you're doing similar education. Are you any other tactics that you can share with us in terms of how you're communicating out about the importance of trails? Are you actually going to their door, going to them? You know, are there other means of communication that you're trying to connect folks who are, who are um, on the fence about the impact of trails? Yeah, so there's a variety of ways that we'll do it. Public meetings is a big uh, factor there. Um, we'll also go to a lot of council meetings. So we'll go to where the public is kind of going to get their information about uh, you know, projects in their communities. And then also with some private property owners, we do just go and meet directly with them. Um, we'll set up time to kind of go through and work through their concerns. Um, you know, down here, like, you know, some of our landowners, there is a safety factor. A lot of people get very concerned about having people through their property. Um, and, you know, we try to work through those issues with them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those, we always have a variety of ways, um, but a lot of times, uh, the thing with trail groups is we're not going to push anyone into something they're not comfortable with. If they're not ready to make that commitment, you know, we, you know, we always say we're kind of building on opportunity. Uh, you know, we build trails as the opportunity arises to do it. So, you know, if they're not ready yet, you know, sometimes it's just waiting a few years and then maybe they come back around as they see more of the sections built out and realize like, you know, trail users aren't bringing crime to communities. We hear that quite frequently. People think they bring crime. They don't. There's been no evidence of it across the country that, try, that trails bring any sort of crime into communities. If anything, they bring people to areas where people aren't normally going and kind of actually could help with the reduction of that. That makes a lot. I echo, yeah, echo exactly what Courtney said. It, it doesn't matter whether you're rural or urban in that aspect. Right, right. It's the, you know, bring more people to this, you know, the city streets and they, you know, the crime reduces. Um, you know, there's urban planners who talk about that. It's the same case for trails, right? More people on the trails, more eyeballs on, on the location, more people around, less crime. Um, so how do you deal with issues of safety? You know, I mean, if I'm a landowner and, and people are walking across my property, someone gets hurt, who's dealing with the insurance? and who's dealing with anything in terms of um, someone, someone getting hurt. So um, a lot of the, the Erie to Pittsburgh trails actually um, a network of trails being connected together. Um, so that we, we refer to them local as local trails. Local trails typically um, have a liability insurance with whomever's controlling that trail. Um, such as the Oil Region Alliance, we have a section of trail that we manage and we actually do carry our liability insurance on that. And property owners can actually request something like that be put into the agreement that you're entering into. Um, and then I, Courtney, maybe can speak on the ROLA Act. Um, or if not, I will, but I think Courtney yeah. could do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, so like right now in Allegheny County, a lot of the trail owners, uh, you know, actually can be municipalities. So they do carry their own liability and tort insurance as part of just being a municipality. Um, but also private landowners are 
kind of covered under the Land and Water uh, Recreation Conservation Act in, in Pennsylvania. So as long as they don't charge people to access the property, their liability is quite limited to um, if someone were to get hurt. Um, the thing we always kind of say with trails, um, you know, all usage is generally at, at your own risk. Um, we do provide as much safety information or if we're dealing with landowners who are, have concerns about people drifting further onto their property, um, there's things like fencing that we'll put up or vegetative barriers, things to discourage people from continuing on. And then in a lot of sections of our, you know, our trail does follow a river, follows the Allegheny River for a good portion of it. Uh, so we do try to make sure there's safety aspects put into our designs as we're building the trail to make sure that it is as safe as possible for all users. And then we also make sure that our trails are built to uh, an ADA standard to accommodate users with disabilities as well. That's great, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated with Robert Moore's seminal book on trails. He wrote, on a trail to walk is to follow, like a prostration or apprenticeship. Trail walking both requires and instills a certain sense of humility. And I, and I like this quote because I think there's so many different ways that people are attracted to trails um, beyond recreation, I guess, is the first thing. But what, I mean, I guess this is more of a philosophical question. What are your users saying about what draws them to, to walk on the trail? Well, um, here it is, we're rural again. I mean, you get out on some of our trails and you don't even have self-service. So it's that peace of mind. They get that time to reflect. Um, they get that time to inspect nature even uh, um, a little bit longer. Like they're, they're stopping, I guess the quote is to smell the roses, but they're actually looking at the river. As Courtney said, we follow the river for a lot and looking at that sections of the river that maybe there's no other access to that area. So they're seeing the world from a whole different perspective of being out there and it's quiet. Even though there's a lot of trail users, there's a lot of distance of trails that the trail users pretty much can space themselves out quite a bit. Um, and we have a lot of historic um, sites that people are um, learning more about the heritage, the industrial, because most of it is industrial heritage that our forests are now recovering from. And I would say for our users, it's a similar thing. Some of them, it's it's sort of a rediscovery. I mean, if you know the Pittsburgh region, it you know for almost a hundred years you couldn't even access the riverfronts. It was completely cut off because of industry. And with the new kind of like riverfront revitalization and building trails and putting parks on the river and making those our front yards again, you know the communities around here and even visitors to the region are able to kind of reconnect with an, an area that they haven't been able to in maybe their entire lifetime. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, besides recreation, for some people, it's just getting, it's kind of that reconnection back to our natural waterways that have been cut off for so long. Could you tell me the, the engineering or the construction aspects of finding new trails? Um, you know, I'm always interested in the idea of desire paths and the way people make their own ways around um, locations. Um, but how does that, how do you conceptualize that? How do the engineers and construction workers develop new paths? Can you talk a little bit about the development of the trail? Yeah, so I can say for down here, um, so in 2011, um, uh, Friends of the Riverfront with Allegheny County and Pennsylvania Environmental Council had actually done a study called the Community Trails Initiative. 
And that was studying the connection from where the trail currently ends in Millville all the way to Freeport. Um, so during some of those uh, studies, you know, we have a lot of public meetings. We meet with the communities to understand like where they might want these trails to go. But even with that study, we're still kind of staying at that 10,000 foot level. Like we know we wanted to kind of go from point A to point B. Um, in our work uh, since, you know, I've been with friends uh, since 2016, one of my big thing is to go back into the community and say, okay, this is what we thought we should, where we should put the trail. Where do you think we should put the trail? And I will say like, it does vary. Once you kind of get community members out, you know, they'll say like, hey, actually we've been walking this way for the longest time. So that would be the greatest route to take it. And we shift and adjust the trail location and, you know, the design based off where they're, you know, where they already are using in the space. Um, and then once we kind of go into design and engineering, it, it really just varies off where we're putting the trail. Um, so, you know, whether it's paved, whether it's limestone down here, we're pretty good for riverbank trails. So it could be promenades or uh, boardwalk style trails. Um, so, but the big thing for us is always to make sure that these sections of trails reflect the community and what they want. I mean, in the Allegheny Valley, in Allegheny County, we have 16 riverfront communities that are going to have sections of trail. We don't go in and say, hey, everybody's going to do the same thing. This is what you're getting. We want each community to take pride and ownership of these sections and we want it to feel like them and feel like a reflective of their community and their heritage and their history. Um, so as we do develop those sections of trail, they, they could vary in 16 different ways uh, amongst all of our communities. And then as you get out of Allegheny County up into uh, Westmoreland and Armstrong, you know, it's gonna change again and it's very reflective of where you're going and the people that live there and the communities that you're going through. And I think that's just the one thing wonderful about trails is it's an experience. It's, it's, it shouldn't be the same from A to B. It should be, you know, different communities, different, you know, cultures as we go from urban to rural. And it's a celebration of that as trail users go along that journey. That's a nice, that's a nice illustration. It's, um, you know, this discovery, not only you're discovering this trail, but it's really the identity of the community too, which is really that people may not think into account that the trail that they're walking on really reflects the complete environment they're in. Is that the same thing that you're experiencing, Kim? Yeah, as I say, it, it's pretty much the same thing here. It is up to the communities um, to help determine what their trail is going to be, what it's going to look like, what it's going to entail, um, where it's going to go. And often it's, as Courtney said, it's a path that's already there, that they're already using. It's just taking that path then and refining it and making it larger for a multi-use trail. But um, the, going to the community and getting their opinions. Um, and one thing that we have learned with COVID as older folks up in my age group is reaching out through the digital community. Um, people work, they can't always come to a public meeting. Even if you have one in the evening, one in the day, several days a week, it's hard. They have families, they have activities. So um, reaching them through um, social media and driving them to a website or however you're gonna collect that information is very valuable. Um, I think we've learned a lot and I think our reach now is um, extended greatly by using those techniques or adding those techniques to our um, already proven techniques to work, so. For sure, what's so powerful about this project is not only its scale, but the different types of communities for which one could travel through. 
and, and imagining those experiences, both in urban and rural, even in suburban um, lifestyles. It's, it's a really powerful project, uh, absolutely. So how can we learn more about this, this initiative and how can people get involved and help? Is there any way that uh, people can be connected? Uh, yeah, I mean, so we have a website, the Erie, uh, Erie to Pittsburgh Trail. Um, it's eriepittsburghtrail.org uh, so they can get more information on our website. We do try to keep highlights of the project. Um, we have a map of what's currently completed. Uh, so right now we have, we're at 66% completion. We should be going over about 70 next year following some construction that got a little bit delayed during the pandemic. Um, then they can also follow us on all of our social media channels. But the big thing, getting involved would be wonderful. Um, all of us, I mean, the Alliance is a coalition of trail groups along the corridor, uh, but there's also our local groups. So, you know, they can reach out to us and we'll help coordinate if they're interested in doing volunteer work, whether it's, you know, in picking up trash, planting trees, managing vegetation, or if they want to start building. There's some of our trail groups that do self-build as well, and we can connect them with that. Uh, but there's also work with the Alliance. We're always looking for volunteers to help us with social media and outreach as well. Um, so people can just contact us and we can definitely find something for them to do. And the work. Kim, is there any other way that they can get, get connected? Pardon me? Is there any other way that they can get connected? Um, no, I think Courtney hit it like um, if you're not sure of what your who your local group is, check our website out. We do have a good listing of those and the contact information. And if there's not one in your area, just um, use the info at um, Erie to Pittsburgh trail.org that's on the website and we'll get you connected. And maybe you're our next trail champion that we're looking for for some of these areas that don't actually have the Erie to Pittsburgh trail within their community yet. Um, if you're along the general alignment that you see um, in our map. And we, we need to say that's general because some people get confused if they see a line and it might go through the property. That's just a general area to give people a, a, the gist of where the trail's going to be. Who would not want to be a trail champion? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon in this wonderful conversation. Um, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. In Community and Company is a production of the Community Engagement Program at Point Park University, thanks to Dr. Heather Starr-Fiedler, Chair of the Community Engagement Program here at Point Park, and Tina Morton, she's the Director of Conference and Event Services. This, pod this podcast is recorded in the Center for Community Innovation at Point Park 